0: Well, hello everyone again, and we are here for another time of communion together, and continuing to sense victory, 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 approaching hoofbeats in the spirit I hear horses coming, and um, the victory's already been won, but then there's a manifestation of it at the next level, thundering herd is coming in. And let's see, just a couple of things before we get to communion. I think, um, I, I don't think I had heard this by the time we did our, um, our communion yesterday. But if you remember, there has been the uh, the young seven-year-old boy, Will and Haviland Ford's son, who had had the dreams, uh, really spectacular prophetic dreams of where the Lord spoke to him that this attack, the coronavirus. He saw it as a plant, a green plant, uh, all kinds of interesting uh, pictorials to what he saw. And anyway, I think they first shared it when he had had it two nights in a row, this particular dream where the Lord was uh, taking out the coronavirus and April 30th was the date. And anyway, it, it continued. There was a third night and a fourth night in a row and and uh, then uh, Will had shared with me the only difference, and they had really asked him in depth about these dreams and make sure he wasn't just repeating from the first night. And he's like, well, this dream of yours is like, this is the little boy, Dad, this is not my dream, this is God's dream. He had seen the coronavirus plant smaller and smaller progressively. Well, Will Ford contacted me yesterday to tell me that uh, he had now... I haven't got the report from today, but as of yesterday, six consecutive nights he had had the exact same dream, and except what's progressively happened the last two nights, the corona plant is um that had been he had seen it on the globe squeezing the globe, it is uh smaller and weaker uh, every time, so that's just a good report and the Lord's really been giving me a lot and uh, i've been i told you yesterday about going on facebook and i recommend that and i'm not going to read i put out something today that i thought was uh really insightful and fresh uh from the throne and so you can follow that or go find it on either john r enlow or johnny and elizabeth page and uh, i think it will it'll bless you uh a lot but because you can get it from that source i won't add it here it would take um, all of our time really here. And I want to allow Elizabeth to continue to share. She's been digging deeply into wisdom. It's been so good what she's sharing. And um, so we're just going to go into communion now. And Lord, as we go into this time of communion, and for those with us, you can take the bread. We thank you for even what you're revealing to this seven-year-old boy, Lord. He is doing his diligence. He's praying to you. He's fighting. He's contending for his generation. He doesn't want his generation to get the world in a devastated state. He wants it to be ready to kick off and go into renaissance. And so we thank you that the power of your broken body and your blood is at work today on planet Earth. And we partake right now of this, which represents your broken body. And thank you for what it releases to us and to planet Earth now in Jesus' name. Yes,
1: Jesus, thank you.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Now the cup, we declare the power of your blood over the corona plant, uh, the word plant, sinister orchestration of it, and uh, I thank you that the power of your blood is going to rule over everything else, and power of your blood is going to connect to the blood and mass of your humans here on planet earth. And we declare your sovereignty, your rule over every sickness, every disease, every virus, past, present, future, and a manifestation, a soon manifestation here on earth. A present manifestation in Jesus' name, amen. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let everyone that is partaking with us now, Lord, just feel their own body just ignited. Just quickened by the power of who you are, Mm -hmm. what you did on the cross, the work you continue to do on planet Earth and in us now. Thank you for it. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. All right, Elizabeth, take us a little deeper here.
1: Yeah, so we thank you, God, for sending Holy Spirit to quicken us and empower us like you did Jesus. And... Um we just ask that you would be wisdom and revelation to us right now, that we would understand and be provoked in a new way. Yes. <clears throat> so a few days we've been talking about wisdom and specifically the Holy Spirit personified as wisdom and leading up to Pentecost where um it's the next feast, I think that that is biblically celebrated and instructed to be celebrated um where we celebrate that, that the Holy Spirit was sent to um the early church and he continues to pour himself out on us individually and and as his body even today and we need it because apart from the Holy Spirit we're left with just ourselves and what Jesus did, but we want to have access to what He continues to do and what the Father continues to do, what the Father continues to say, and that's our that's our lifeline to that, is Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit reveals all of that to us. Yes. So, um, I'm not going to recap what I talked about before. I'm just going to go on to the next point. Um, and... That is this. Wisdom helps us learn from others' experience so that we don't have to go through something the hard way ourselves to learn it or Mm. benefit from it. Mm. It's the shortcut. So I think of wisdom kind of like being um, road signs or danger signs. When you're on a highway, uh, we drive between Nashville and Blue Ridge, Georgia, where we are right now at this lake house, and we go through these really winding roads. And uh, when we were on our way here weeks ago, I was driving actually a car by myself, and it was dark. And it's the first time that I've made that really winding road trip um, in the dark. And I heavily relied on the signs that were in the road and the markings on the road. And it was frustrating when a car would come towards me with their, you know, bright lights on because I, I couldn't see the signs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just thought of that today in, in thinking about wisdom. Holy Spirit gives us access to what we don't have access on our own, meaning not only what what the Father is saying and doing, but also we get, because we're a part of a body and we're we're Unified with each other, we get the benefit of each other's experiences and what the knowledge of God that each other has, the wisdom that each other has gained from just our own journey with with the Lord in this life and so when you're hungry for wisdom for Holy Spirit, you look for him and evidence of his wisdom everywhere. And you look for those kind of road signs or danger signs, and you anticipate him wanting to give you the heads up wherever you go. You don't think like an orphan. You don't think, you don't dread tomorrow because you're going to have to figure things out for yourself. You anticipate tomorrow. You anticipate being further down the road, knowing that you're going to have access to what you need to know, when you need to know it, on your journey, on your road. Mm, that's good. And we, we, again, have a partner with wisdom, which is humility and the humility to pay attention to the signs and to look for the signs and to know the character of your father and the character of the Holy Spirit to leave those signs for you. And I think, you know, if you've raised teenagers before, you really understand. Sometimes it's easier to see issues in another person, More than it is to see it in yourself. And when you raise teenagers, you see and you feel this desperation to want to connect them to wisdom. You want them to have a desire to learn things from other people so that they don't have to learn the hard way. Um, You want them to pay attention to the quote, signs in the road and learn from other people and have enough humility that they want to learn from others and and glean from other people. So our Father feels the same way towards us. He doesn't want us to have to learn the harder way. He's patient, and He's willing to meet us on that harder path. He's willing to pick us up and dust us off when we don't pay attention and we learn things the harder way but he'd much rather his heart is much rather that that we would assume the best of him that he has a plan and he's able to communicate it to us and and we're able to pick up on it when we walk daily with holy spirit. So, all that to say, practical application right now, you know, you might be having to make some decisions related to um your areas of expertise, your job, and um, your family your own personal finances or the finances of others and we want to challenge you not to think like an orphan make the assumption that god is going to be available with exactly what you need to know when you need to know it each step that you progress towards making different decisions and especially as they relate even to other people He created you to have impact on the specific lives that are around you right now. And how cruel and like just horrible it would be for our Father to set us up for failure. That's not Him. He sets us up for for success and for victory. And He put each of us at this time and place in history to partner with him first of all just for ourselves to grow in the knowledge of him and to to be receiving his love and his acceptance and all of that but he he also invites us to partner with him and to be an expression to other people of his plans his better ways his salvation on every level he is rescuing you know Johnny said this at the beginning of of this whole experience here there's a rescue going on right now, and it's not just a big picture rescue it's a it's every person is being rescued, every person is being thrown brand new lifelines right now, brand new segways into their destiny which is first of all to know him and know his goodness and then to make him known in the ways they can make him known so um i'll say a couple more things about That's wisdom good. here you want to jump in anything babe
0: well just i thought that was so good about that thinking about the roads that are right around us as well when you have a lot of twists and turns you know you don't need to see a mile ahead like You know sharp turn ahead low shoulder bridge it it really doesn't uh it doesn't do you any good what you it's the next whatever couple hundred yards that you need to see for that turn and some of you might as we start out into this new season be experiencing that there's like you know the, the long term uh plan may not may or may not be there but you can you will get the instructions the Holy Spirit will give you the wisdom he'll give you the next step
1: mm-hmm. the
0: next turn and and you'll know he'll give you the next sign for the next one and so you can count on him for that so it's good
1: yeah. and there is a time and place where wisdom provokes us to have a long-term plan and um you know You'll Johnny know when you and I
0: straight I've,
1: path ahead yeah yeah and Johnny and I have have been challenged recently to do that and we're in the process of doing that having a plan that outlives us um but at the same time simultaneously it's what you're saying that there's there's a walking it out and really I look back at any areas of victory in our lives and most of it the majority of it has not been because we had some big, huge long-term plan and we were working it. It was because we just did the next right thing that he invited us into. And, and it required so much faith and, and what I would call blind faith. You know, you go around a blind curve and you can't see, so you rely on that sign, you rely on the next step. It said to make a sharp left turn. And I can't see what's after that sharp left turn, so I'm just gonna focus on the sharp left turn. And trust that it'll either be clear sailing after that, or there will be another sign that'll tell me after the sharp left turn what's next. So um I'm I'm trying to just break it down really simple and let you make that analogy for yourself in your own situation. I wanna go back just to the scripture again. It's all over Proverbs, Psalms different areas of the Bible that says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Um, and I kind of broke that down into my own statement just to go back to it again. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We talked about the fact that this is a awe. It's not a scary thing. It's an awe and a wonder. It's a reverence. And specifically, um, it's a reverence, that definition that I went back to, in um, the Greek was was the Greek or Hebrew? Old Testament is the
0: Old Testament is Hebrew. Hebrew.
1: The New Testament is Greek. I oh, always get it backwards. Anyway, yeah, Hebrew. Went back to the original Hebrew, and it talks about um, the having a reverence specifically for the morality of the Lord. So here's how I broke it down: the fear of the Lord is the beauty of wisdom means feeling deep respect and admiration for God's ethical and moral principles of right and wrong behavior, that is the starting point and starting moment of the ability to show good judgment in terms of the way you think, process, speak, and act. So it's the beginning of a true partnership and a relationship with Holy Spirit. So any so anytime we're thinking, oh, I need wisdom, I need wisdom. The, the key is to always go back to the starting point of where wisdom begins and just meditate and focus in on, make room in your, in your thinking for, wow, I'm just so in awe, God, of how you do things right. Your judgments are always right. You always have the best way, the better outcome. And this moral reverence of the Lord is the beginning of making choices out of good judgment based on what you've learned or someone else has learned. I'll say it this way. I'll read to you a short paragraph I wrote about it. When I lack wisdom, it's because I've lost my connection to my admiration of the Lord's amazing holiness, his ability to maintain within himself the perfect moral compass, perfectly motivated right and wrong justice system and standard. I don't have to understand it or fully see it in order to have an authentic reverence and awe for it. I can simply recognize that about him and trust it. Trust it more than I trust myself. And when I do, I open my heart and my life to wise thinking, wise communicating, and wise behavior. So um, tomorrow I want to jump in more to the Ephesians 1 scripture and start breaking that down, but I think I'll leave that with you today. Back again, the third point today, we did, uh, the first point, wisdom is surrender to how dependent you are on God. Second point yesterday was humility is wisdom's partner. And today, the third point, wisdom helps me learn from others' experience so that I don't have to go through something the hard way to learn it or benefit from it. It's the shortcut to God, God's better ways to his kingdom coming to earth. Amen. Well, um, let me see if we have any chats. Let me check here real quick. Looks like we have one. Post the definition on our Facebook page. It's excellent. Thank you. Um, sure. I'm thinking about doing some writing into this, um, after I teach on it each day. So I probably won't post that yet. Um, but that is encouraging that you're asking that Doug. Thank you so much. Um, okay. Well, we just pray and declare over every one of you, um, peace, shalom and and abiding in your father i specifically want to um encourage you for me i don't know why but in quarantine it's been so hard for me to get into like a routine and every area of discipline has been extra hard for me like i feel like i can't say no to any food that's in front of me
0: <laughs> oh you can go fine and
1: um I just feel like like my sleep schedule's weird and all that. And for those of you like me that kind of thrive on routine, you could be feeling that challenge too. And so I just want to encourage you, like, be compassionate on yourself. And I'm being compassionate on myself. And um, just rather than making it, you know, some huge challenge on myself I'm just going with it and I'm just treating it like it's some version of vacation with work mixed in (laughs) I am working but I just don't have the the discipline um of the routine part of it so if that's you just you know I guess feel like it might be normal for what we're going through right now so again anything else you wanted to add hun
0: no this sounds that's really good really good. We look forward to connecting again tomorrow and seeing what else God is going to do and say over the next 24 hours.
1: I did remember one last thing. Um, A friend of ours emailed from California and she has a new position Um, um, with uh, specifically the Republican Party. Now, Johnny and I are not one way or another we are pro whatever god's doing and we just ask him along the way so we're not trying to push anybody but
0: we recognize good people
1: yeah we're not trying to push anybody one direction or another but she asked if if we would be willing to help get volunteers for something called a campaign sidekick and the campaign sidekick is evidently um like a calling bank where you call and help promote certain issues or candidates. And um, I told her I would give you guys her email address and she can send you information about it and then you can decide if you wanna be involved or not. But I love the fact that it's a way to be involved in government without leaving your home. It's something that you can do on your own time and as much as you wanna put into it or not. So her name is Anna A N A Anna Mendez M E N D E Z, and her email address is one zero four one zero four R A M as in Mary one zero four R A M as in Mary at gmail dot com one zero four R A M at gmail.com, dot Anna Mendez And it's called Campaign Sidekick. If you wanted to just look into it online and find out more about it before you email her, you can do that too. But either way, she's happy to send you information and then you can make a decision if that's something that you want to give some energy to. So um, we love you guys and we'll be with you again tomorrow.